You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. JR Jim Ross, I am a WWE Hall of Famer, and you are listening to Knockouts and Recap. Recap, and it is a song. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Knockouts and Three Counts. Yes, sir. This is Knockouts and Three Counts. We're here once again with another episode of Podcast Gold. We've got a jam-packed show. Um, real quick, any announcements, Kyle? We won the bet. You damn right. <laughs> we won the bet courtesy of uh, Austin Theory. I ate good at breaking down the ring's dime, and Devin had some podcast juice that wasn't on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we had a good time at the Extreme Rules Party at uh, B-Dubs downtown Detroit. Um, Make sure you guys come out next month, August 11th, for the SummerSlam party. It was going to be the big party this time. We'll be upstairs at Buffalo Wild Wings, be giving away prizes. Uh, make sure you come fill out your pro wrestling scorecards and just come have a great time with us, man. It's always a good time down there. At you never know what you could win. We've given away NXT tickets. We've given away Sting Bats. We've given away a bunch of shit. We might give away some Evolve tickets. You never know. You know. You never know. And uh, speaking of Evolve, Kyle, why don't you introduce our guest, man? So on the line with us, uh, as you guys know, we've been uh, previewing Evolve 131 leading up to it. And uh, on the line with us tonight, we got a guy who was in the ring and right in the middle of the action. We have uh, Evolve Wrestling referee Jeff Bundy. How you doing, brother man? I'm doing good, brother. How are you tonight? Not too bad. Just uh, drove through a fucking monsoon to get to the studio, but it's all right. <laughs> uh, it's raining here. Um, I don't know exactly where you're located. I can tell by your um, your area code that you're probably not too far, but I'm in uh, Marysville, Michigan. So Yeah, we're, we're here in the mean streets of Royal Oak right now. <laughs> oh, mean streets. I got it. Yes, yes, yes. But um, – well, we're going to ask you plenty of questions about Evolve. You were there uh, in Philly this past weekend, in the middle of the ring. Yep, you were there. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I guess I'll start because some of my questions aren't necessarily about Evolve. We'll definitely get to that. But we we only had one other referee on the show, and that was a former ECW referee, John Pee Wee Moore. And we really didn't get to ask questions about being a referee, and it's something that I've always been interested in. So I wanted to get you know. Kind of let us in on what it is to be a referee, and like the question that I always get asked from people that you know kind of want to get in the business, asking me, "Hey, how can I get in? How do you, how does one person become a referee?" Well, um, first off, you have to go to school, and uh, you have to um, be able to uh, have people like throw your name around, people that'll sign for you um, in this business, who you know and who you work with. Um, you know, has a lot to do with your success. So going to a reputable training school, um, that's very important. That's a very good first step. And you have to have drive and passion, and you have to really try to harness and perfect your craft. Uh, it's a lot of hard work. Um, it's not quite as physical as, uh, you know, the wrestlers, what they do in the ring. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely a strenuous thing, and uh, the psychology has to be there. So, you know, there's a lot of things involved, um, you know, with being a professional wrestling referee. 
Yeah, and a lot of people when they come and ask us, they they say, "Oh, well, you know, I really don't want to wrestle. You know, I don't. I I just want to go to like specific training for referee." Is there a specific training, or do you have to go through the exact same training as all the other wrestlers that's there for uh, for wrestling training? Well, um, when when I started, um, when I broke in the business um, with uh, Drew Taylor and Congo Kong um, and Briar Wellington, um, I um, I pretty much uh, just followed them around for a while and learned a lot of the psychology stuff of being a referee and um, you know being in the business itself. Um, when I did go and um, train with Les Thatcher, um, I learned a lot more about psychology from a referee standpoint. Um, but yeah, um, I did train a little bit and take bumps, uh, but my body didn't respond well to the bumps. So I, I knew that I had made the right decision, uh, being a referee. So <laughs> as a uh, stone cold would say, say, uh, you were allergic to the mat. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm 45 years old and, uh, I feel a little crispy when I get up out of bed. So yeah, um, I don't need to be taking bumps right now. So, um, I will bump if I need to, but I would prefer not to. So, okay. So we talked a little bit about how, how you got into being a referee and things like that. How did, uh, how'd you end up with Evolve? Um, I, uh, Les Thatcher told me about Gabe Sapolsky and, uh, that I should try to link up with him and like go to a camp or try to get, you know, hooked up with evolve. And, um, so I ended up going to, uh, an evolve camp, um, in 2016 and, uh, I, um, I made some contacts there with Gabe and, uh, some of the workers and, uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe said he didn't have any, you know, referee positions available at the moment. And uh, it was kind of just, um, you know, he gave me a lot of good feedback on things that he liked, so it gave me a positive attitude about things. Um, about a year later, um, I ended up, I don't remember the first show that I went to, forgive me, it was Evolve 83, 84, around there. Um, I started flying um, myself out uh, to different places where Evolve was, and I was setting the ring up, and I was, uh, you know, doing security and uh and doing various jobs, you know, just trying to, trying to be a part of the team and, you know, trying to get my foot in the door. And, um, when, uh, DA Brewer got signed to NXT, uh, the referee position, um, opened up and I was there dressed and ready to go. And Gabe said, okay, uh, you're on. And then shortly after that, um, and it's, it's been a pretty crazy ride. So, but that's how, yeah, that's how I got an evolve. So it was just, uh, a lot of determination on my part and, you know, a lot of pushing through and, you know, just being resilient. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm hungry and, you know, I, uh, I wanted to eat, so to speak. So, um, yeah, hard work is, I guess, how I got there. So. Yeah. Actually, uh, touch on something that I've always heard in wrestling is that, you know, no matter what, no matter where you go, if you're at a wrestling show, always have your gear with you ready to go. Um, I think that's a perfect example of it right there. You know, you, I guess you weren't planning on working that day and opportunity just happened to open up, man. So, um, that's a great advice for wrestlers and referees coming in. Do you have any other advice for someone that wants to be a referee or a wrestler that's coming into the business? Um, excuse me here. I'm a little hoarse. I apologize. Um, I would say, um, the, the, the best advice is be, be around, 
um, surround yourself with people that have the same goals. Um, you know, try to be selective of where you work, you know, when, especially for the younger guys, you know, wherever they can just to get the work in. And I get that, um, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but at, you know, at some point, you know, you gotta, you gotta pick quality and, um, you know, you yourself with the right people and be, going be there every out, year, make, make yourself accessible, you know, be seen. You, you gotta be seen. If people see you working and doing stuff and you're there, you know, pro wrestling is weird. So, so we've talked about how you got into Evolve. You said you came in around Evolve 83. You know, talk a little bit about, you know, the biggest changes you've seen from the time you got into Evolve to where we're at now, where they're doing specials on the WWE Network and having NXT guys come in all the time and all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the, I mean, like, uh, we have gotten better in, like, I want to say production aspects. Like, you know, we've gotten... Um, you know, better looking things and, uh, more quality lights and, um, you know, things like that have changed, you know, since the beginning, um, the roster has flipped over quite a bit. Um, you know, people like Zach Saber Jr. And, you know, guys like that, um, they chose to go over and, uh, you know, work overseas, you know, which is, you know, that's, it's a better deal for them to do that apparently. And, uh, you know, all those guys, you know, they all went on XT and Drew Golak and all those guys, you know, um, the, the the I guess the most different thing is the locker room. Um, it's it's changing over so quick because people are going on to you know uh, bigger and better things and you know uh, moving on with their career you know into different aspects of it. So, well, you want to jump in the the tenth anniversary show, Kyle? Might as well. Well, uh, like we said, the tenth anniversary show was this past Saturday in Philadelphia on the WWE Network. It's a great opportunity for the company. So. For you personally, man, being on the WWE Network, the biggest platform that Evolve has had, what was that that opportunity like for you? Um, I don't want to sound like I'm a badass or nothing, but it, it was just another day at work. Um, <laughs> and no, no, but honestly, like, uh, you know, um, candidly here, but we're on a podcast, so it's not candidly, but right. um, we we all had confidence in ourselves and what we were doing. Um, okay. It was just another Evolve show, but yeah, we were on the WWE Network, and we had time, you know, we're professionals. We got through the butterflies and all that stuff leading up to, but, you know, when, when it was that day and it was time to get, you know, shit going, uh, it was balls to the wall, and, you know, um, you know the, the, the pedal was on the metal, so to speak. You know, um, it was just, it, it, it was quite an amazing feeling. Um, it set in more afterwards. Uh, we had a show in Boston the next day, so we were busy again. But uh, when I got back to Michigan on Monday, that's when it, you know, when it set in. You know, that was the that was the craziest thing was to watch it, you know, and realize while I was there because I was kind of, you know, doing my job and stuck in the moment, and it was just me and the two competitors, you know, in the ring at that point. I was kind of, you know, locked in that hard. So speaking, pretty of surreal though, to sit here and think about it. So speaking of that, you were in the ring for one of the matches that probably got, I would say, some of the most plug for the night with uh, the Brandy Lauren um, Shotzi Blackheart <laughs> match, or whatever I misspoke. Uh, but anyways, tell us a little bit about that match and uh, tell us about it from a, I guess, a ref's point of view. You know what you saw in that match, and you know your thoughts on it as a whole. Uh, those two women right there, um, they they pretty much showed um, what the two grit of women's wrestling is all about. Um, 
you know, much respect to the ladies. They put it all on the line, yep. you know, for, for the opportunity to be shown to millions. And I mean, however many people, you know, uh, caught our stream and on the network, but, uh, Shotzi and Brandy are both true professionals and, you know, they, they truly both left their heart in the ring there. And, uh, again, it was a very surreal moment to be a part of that moment, uh, because it was quite brutal. And, you know, I was uh, very worried about those two and, uh, luckily everything was good and, uh, you know, they, they made it safely and everything, but it was honored and a pleasure to work in the ring with two ladies. Yeah, that, that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask. Like, were, were you concerned for th- their well-being during that match? Uh, most definitely. Um, I'm I'm actually getting goosebumps right now thinking about it and talking about it uh, because you can watch it over and over and over. And um, you know, it's just you know the 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 brutality of the spots. You know, with the kendo stick and with the chairs and you know uh, the, the on the apron, you know, bump and everything. And uh, it's just yeah, it's. Those ladies, uh, yeah, they're amazing. So, so here's something I've, I've kind of always wondered, and I think this is like the perfect time to ask the question. So right now we, we're in the middle of a revolution in, in wrestling where women are getting equal opportunities to men, and the only the next progression of that is for the women to be in these more extreme matches like the one that you were a part of. Do you think it like those type of matches are being well-received, and is it? do you get, get a little bit more – concerned or a little bit more cringe cringy when you see women doing some of these same moves that you see the guys doing? Um, I guess I can say, yeah, because, um, you know, I mean, no disrespect towards the ladies. And I mean, women's wrestling has come a heck of a long way. And, you know, Brandy Lauren and Shotzi, um, you know, they, they are true examples of how far wrestling has come. Um, I get, I get nervous, uh, more so with the ladies, I guess, um, because, you know, I, I was brought up, you know, um, just to respect these women and, you know, it's hard when you're in the ring and you see them, you know, getting brutalized and brutalizing each other. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I worry about all of the workers in the ring and all of the competitors in the ring. Um, but I would say, yeah, more so for the ladies. Um, it's more just a personal thing in the way I was brought up, you know? So would you say that that's the favorite match for you that you've ever refed? Or if not, what is your favorite match you've ever refed? I would say that is by far the favorite match. Um, just because the story that the match told, um, you know, uh, just being on the network, um, the 10th anniversary show, um, you know, um, a milestone and, you know, um, something I can, uh, check off my bucket list, you know, but, um, so yeah, I'm just. You oh, me- sorry. Go ahead. You're good. Um. So you mentioned you mentioned the card as a whole. Obviously, we had a little bit of skin in the game considering <laughs> we had now the both evolve and WWN champ uh, on the show last week, Austin Theory, uh, and our buddies from Breaking Down the Ring had JD Drake on their show that same week. Um. So yeah, we had a little bit of a friendly rivalry going between the two of us on it. But uh, shout out to Austin Theory. That match even, <laughs> exactly. And uh, shout out to J.D. Drake, too, though, man. They killed it. Um, but for you, you know, what was your favorite match to watch on that card? And what was it like to experience that moment with Paul Heyman coming in there like that and talking about Evolve in the way he did? Well, it, it would be hard for me to picture, I'm sorry, to uh, to uh, figure out a favorite match. 
but um, because they all meant something to a lot of important people in my life, and it was nice to see them, you know, reach milestones and overcome a lot of things in their career. Um, but the Paul Heyman moment was pretty surreal. Um, I had the opportunity to meet Paul in the back, and he's he's a true professional. And uh, you know, when when uh, when it went down, it, it was you know it was quite the moment. So um, the Paul Heyman uh, you know spot, and you know with Theory and his match, you know that was to me that was probably. Um, you know, as a fan moment, you know, that was my, you know, my favorite match. So, well, I'm pretty sure that there were, uh, matches that you guys put on before, uh, the actual broadcast. So were you involved in any other matches during the night? No, nope. uh, that is the only match I had. Um, I was, uh, shuttling talent back and forth, uh, to gorilla position because of, uh, the locker room was a long way. Um, my responsibility was the women's match and, um, I had backstage responsibilities, uh, uh, just things like that to do. Okay. Well, so that's another question that I got to ask about referees. So other than, you know, actually refing a match, what other responsibilities, uh, do you have on, not necessarily this past Saturday, but any night that evolves running a show or any, any company, what, what uh, responsibilities do referees have other than actually refing a match? Um, well, each re- uh, referee, I guess, has their own uh, responsibility or duties leading up to the show. Um, me personally, um, I help set up the ring and, uh, the lights and the banners and, you know, the production aspect of everything. And I'm, I'm the first, one of the first guys in the building and, um, me and a handful of guys, we don't leave until the trailer's locked up and it's on to the next town. And and that's another thing I guess I can pride myself on. And that goes back to, you know, how do you get work? You know, you, you stay and you, you know, you work hard and you just wait for that opportunity, but you know, don't half-ass it. You know, if you're going to be anything, you know, just be the best anything that you can. And people notice that stuff and people get opportunities. So, so you're, we just got done talking about Evolve 131 and things like that. You know, have you done any refing at the shows we've had here at home in Livonia? Yes, I have. Um, without looking, um, I'd say three, three or four times. Okay. Uh, one of my first actually Evolve shows was in Livonia. Um, so, so, but yeah, I've been to, I've been working uh, with, like I said, working, I've been working with them since 80, uh, Evolve 83 or 84. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now we've just done 131, 132. Um, so what's so that yeah, like, like for you coming back to – what's that like for you coming back to Livonia? And tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the crowd that usually shows up here in Livonia because we've been to probably the last, what, three, four? Probably all of them, I think. Pretty much everyone they've had there, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, Livonia is like our second home uh, next to uh, Laboom, uh, Laboom Nightclub in Queens, New York. Uh, that, you know, that, that's, that's been our home, you know, like kind of our staple, uh, we run there most often, uh, but to come to, you know, Livonia, uh, it's, we, we sell out the building, um, at least the the last three times that we've been there, if not more, we've sold out the building. Uh, it's a great atmosphere. Um, a lot of locals know me because, um, when I started and I was going, you know, uh, running the Detroit and the Michigan circuit, um, I worked with a lot of the, a lot of those guys. Um, so they show up and, you know, they, they root and cheer for me. So, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of nice to so speak and, you know, work. It's my parents get to see me there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity. You know, I only have to drive, you know, about an hour for my family, you know, to see me. So. Right. 
And uh, the next time Evolve is going to be here is August 24th. Um, that, that is, is cool. That is a Saturday. So I think tickets are on sale now. So people make sure you go get your tickets now for that show. And uh, also, uh, get your, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. You can get your tickets at etix.com or uh, if I fluffed that, I believe that's right. Uh, you can definitely go to uh, www.wwnlive.com and uh, join Club WWN. All of the information is on there on uh, tickets and uh, streaming and all that good stuff there. So. Man, it's a company man right there. I like that. <laughs> yes, that's what I do. I'm a company guy. So, <laughs> and uh, also that night, and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this because I missed the last show. Uh, Shine's going to be that same the same day before the Evolve show. Um, are you going to be referring any of those matches? Yes, um, pretty much um, any shows on the Evolve Loop or um, WWN. Um, if I'm there, I'm booked for it. Yeah. I, I, I work the shine show as well. So that'll be a three show weekend for me. Okay. Well, like I said, I, I wasn't able to make the last show because it was on a Friday. I had to work, but today, I mean, the, the next time they're going to have a better opportunity, more people be able to come to that show. So as far as the shine show, what, what can people that have never been, what can they expect to see from the ladies? Well, uh, Brandy Lauren and Shafi Blackheart are in shine. So if that tells you enough right there, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, I mean, I guess I'll just leave it right there. Um, check it out. Shine wrestling. Uh, you know, the, the women are phenomenal. Uh, they work hard. Uh, they do the right things. They train, uh, you know, they, they, they don't take the shortcuts. Uh, shine wrestling is a very reputable, uh, women's company. And if you have not checked them out, check them out. You can check them out as well on club WWN. Not to mention their champ is, uh, a friend of the show and, uh, a hometown girl in, uh, Allison Gay. Yes, the pinky girl. Yes, pinky's <laughs> up. Yeah, pinky's but up. It, I mean, she's known all over the place around here, as I'm sure you're well known. But uh, you know, now that you're well, talking, I'm not that well known, but thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm trying. No. I'm trying, buddy. <laughs> Whatever that fucked up. Anyways, uh, now that you're with Evolve, are you still are you running just mainly all Evolve shows now, or are you running stuff around here still, or? Um, at the moment, um, it's evolved and I also work for heroes and legends, uh, out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. And, um, I actually am working, uh, next weekend in Lorain, Ohio for maximum assault wrestling. Um, I picked up that, uh, that job, um, uh, blue water championship wrestling, uh, which is like literally 10 minutes from my home. Um, but they were having venue issues, so they are no longer running shows at this moment. Oh. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much the companies that I'm, I'm actively working for and anything else under the WWN banner, as I said. So talk to me about heroes and legends. I've, you know, I haven't been able to go to a show. I've heard great things about it. I've, I've heard that they bring in some, uh, big name, uh, legends to, you know, sign autographs, stuff like that. So talk to me about heroes and legends. Are you there? Yeah. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry. We cut out, my friend. I'm sorry. Uh, Heroes and Legends. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely um, a fan uh, a fan fast experience. Um, it's a very up-close and personal uh, meet and greet and um, intimate um, setting as far as, like, uh, the seating and, you know, the ring setup and everything. Uh, they bring in a lot of Hall of Fame wrestlers, uh, 
gentlemen and ladies that have been, you know, um, most recently on TV, but, you know, they uh, just may have recently got released. Uh, Jason Maples always finds a way to bring, um, you know, talent in there like that. And it's always a great time for the fans. Uh, it's like a home away from home for me. That's, that's where I really got my confidence as Jeff, the ref, uh, was working, um, for Jason Maples at heroes and legends. So I owe a lot to that guy. So I'd like to give him a shout out if he is listening. Uh, do they have a show coming up anytime soon? Uh, yes, they have a show September 5th at the, um, Allen County war Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, you can go to heroesandlegends.com or you can check out Jason Maples on Facebook or heroes and legends. Minus the D uh, on Twitter. Man, I, I love it, man. He's got all the information right there. I like this company, man. <laughs> Not only that, but you have no idea how many people come on the show and like whether it's a fighter or whomever it might be, you got to be like, hey, uh, you might want to mention your sponsors. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to take care of the people that take care of you. So that's what it's all about, being a good brother. So we – Okay, how do I word this differently since he's a referee? So usually we have a, a segment that we usually ask a lot of the guys uh, on the show about locker room stuff. Like, for instance, Josh Briggs, when he came on, he said, you know, bring your own wrist tape, bring your own squirt bottle. We've heard wash your balls. We've heard keep your baby mama out the locker room. So uh, from a referee's point of view. Well, you Austin, know, Austin Theory said stay out of his own personal exact, locker room. Yeah, I, I forgot that part. <laughs> Hey, he is Mr. Hey, he is Mr. Big, so he 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 deserves that. So, <laughs> so for you, you know what? Uh, what would be one of those for you from a referee's point of view in the locker room? Um, like things I get asked for most often is like gum. Guys like to chew gum in the ring or before they go in the ring. Um, tape is another thing. Um, sometimes snacks. Um. Any, that's, I mean, that's, anything in specific that pisses you off? No, man. Like I'm an easygoing guy, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, unless anybody asks me, you know, like something that's totally, you know, outlandish. Uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've never had a request that has pissed me off like that. I mean, so to speak. So, <laughs> Devin. Okay. Well, we only got you for a few more minutes, man. Just want to give you an opportunity. If there's anything that you need to. Uh, plug or anything that you wanted to say let people know that you have coming up give you the opportunity to uh get that out of your system before we ask our last few questions um i would just like to uh give a shout out to gabe sapolsky and sal hamoy uh for uh believing in me and for um working so hard to give us all a stage uh you know to show the world what we can do um I would just like to thank, I mean, I could take up a lot of time and thank a lot of people, but like uh, Steve Wilson, Ben Wellington and Drew Taylor. And, um, you know, um, those guys helped me get to where I was and uh, Les Thatcher for being, you know, um, a trainer and being hard on me, but being a good brother and, you know, helping push me along the way for, you know, I, I owe a lot to him for that. And, um, you know, my parents for uh, putting up with me and, you know, all the shenanigans and my kids, you know, and, you know, it's the, it's the, the same old story, not to make it sound like it's not important, but you know, the money and the time on the road and away from people, um, you know, the, this network show that we did, it made everything, uh, worth it. Um, 
But we just want to let everybody know that we're not done and the work is just beginning. So keep your eye out for Evolve Wrestling. Definitely. Well, for me, my last question, uh, there's three people that I want to get your your thoughts on, like what they meant to you and um, if people have never heard of them, uh, what their roles are in your life and in the business. Those three people are Briar Wellington, Gabe Sapolsky, and Chris Bonjour. We've had Chris on the show. We definitely want to get Briar on the show and Gabe Sapolsky. So I just want to hear your thoughts on those three people in particular. Um, I'll start with Chris Bonjour. Um, I never knew Chris, um, even though he lived in Michigan. Um, I just, I never seemed to run into him on any of the indie shows that I was doing. Um, when we met and Evolve, uh, he was a very big supporter of me. And um, we kind of just clicked. Like, there's certain people you meet in life that you just click with, and you can't even explain it. But, like, Chris was one of those good people. And um, he's he's always been, you know, one of the hardest workers. And uh, he drives that damn van like there's no tomorrow. And, you know, the, the wheels literally fall off that thing if you follow I saw any that. of their stuff on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> the tires always seem to blow out and catch on fire and, you know, stuff like that. But uh, Chris Bonjour is a good brother. He works his ass off behind the scenes. And, uh you know, he, he's a guy that there's a lot of credit, um, especially for like the Midwest promoting and bringing Evolve to Michigan. So, yeah, shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris Bonjour and um, Briar Wellington. Um, Briar Wellington, uh, well, what can I say? Uh, he kind of took me under his wing uh, and he didn't have to uh, early in my career. Um, well, it wasn't even a career at that time. It was just kind of something that I wanted to be involved with. Uh, but he took me under his wing. He showed me the ropes. Uh, he taught me, you know, to, to respect the business and the people before you and to work hard and always own up your, you know, your mistakes and, um, you know, never, never be complacent with uh, where you are, what you're doing. And, um, yeah, so he pretty much uh, instilled that in me. And, um, you know, he took me around the indie scene in Michigan and, um, you know, he introduced me to all the guys. And, you know, that was a cool thing you didn't have to do. So I appreciate you. Shout out to you, Brian. Uh, I know we're almost out of time here, but I'll leave uh, Gabe Sapolsky for last. Um, Gabe is like a father to me. Um, I I guess um, there's a lot of times that I thought I didn't deserve to be here, um, but Gabe stuck with me and, you know, he believed in me and uh, he saw something in me. And, um I, I can't thank that man enough for what he's done for me um, and for my life and for my career. So uh, shout out to Gabe Sapolsky. I love you, man. Well, I mean, we've already touched on uh, the show that's coming here in Michigan. I mean, if there's anything else that you want to uh, plug that you'll be out on, whether it's, you know, for any of the other companies you listed or anything for Evolve, man, just uh, this is your chance to throw out whatever you need to. I'm pretty much uh, a little choked up now because when you get in the sentimental part of how you got to where you are and celebrating, um, um, I'm probably can't think of anything else. That <laughs> hey, that's all now. fair, bro. Sorry, man. I didn't, didn't mean to get you all choked up, man. I apologize. No, no, <laughs> man. No, man. It's a good, uh, sorry. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm not even embarrassed. Like I, whoever hears this, like it, it's real, like emotion, the emotion in pro wrestling uh, is real. And when you get to where you want to be, like, it's just, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. So, yeah, um, yeah th- you're talking to the guy that was crying when Kofi Kingston won the championship. So I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grown man boohooing. <laughs> so, Trust me, there were yeah. plenty of them at MetLife that were too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jeff, man, why don't, hey, you, Jeff, um, 
Okay. Hey, but honestly, I guess I do got one more shout out. Shout out to you guys for, you know, being cool and, uh, you know, allowing me to be on, you know, your, your podcast. And, um, you know, I hope this helps you guys out. You know, sky's the limit for you guys. And I'm going to continue on to support you and listen to your podcast. So much appreciated, uh, man. Appreciate that, man. So, uh, Jeff, why don't you let the people know where they can find you on social media, man? Well, you can find me at ref Jeff Bundy on Twitter. Um, you can follow um, Evolve Wrestling um, at um, WWN Evolve. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, actually, you can't because I'm morphing my page into a personal page, but I will eventually probably have a fan page just where fans can see, um, you know, where I'm going to be and what's going on uh, in my life type of thing. But uh, Twitter is probably the best way or Instagram. Hey, shout and, uh, out to my Chris. Instagram, my Instagram is director underscore of underscore kfabe. Uh, that is my Instagram. Uh, I don't always update it, uh, but Twitter and Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me, probably, or see what's going on in my life. So, Chris, you just missed it, man. He was talking all about you. Yeah, yeah. Chris <laughs> is watching right now. Oh, I love you, Chris. You're my boy. We did it. Man. Well, uh, Jeff, man, appreciate you coming on the show, man. We know, know you got to run, man. Take, take care of uh, business. But uh, we'll let to have you back another time, man. Oh, you guys, thank you so much, man. This is uh, an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. No problem. All right. Peace. Peace. Jeff the ref, man. Hey, man, it's, it's a cool different look than what we normally have, you know, having the wrestlers on. So, I mean, hey, I'm cool with it. And, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Chris Bonjour for uh, watching, man. Of uh, course. And thanks for putting us on the hookup with Theory. And, you know, I mean, Chris is the guy that's helping us bring all these stars of Evolve to you. So without Chris, you're not seeing all this stuff on the show. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to you guys for a great show, man. You uh, you guys got the opportunity, man. You definitely kicked down the door, man, and let people know what Evolve is about. And definitely looking forward to when they come back on August 24th with Shine and Evolve. Definitely going to the Shine Show this time, man. I mean, I would definitely say as a whole, and I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but I feel like I would go as far as to say every match that was on the 10th anniversary special was pretty damn good. From front to back, I mean, it was a good show. Man, uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out if it's just biased because we end up getting free food and beer because of it. But me personally, I really enjoyed the Austin Theory, J.D. Drake match the most. I liked it with the with the Paul stuff and all that. Yeah, that was my favorite too. That too, and I, I don't know if it's because those were act, and not saying I don't have, I have a problem with the NXT guys, but actually seeing the the Evolve guys on the big stage, you know them getting their best opportunities, stepping up and putting on one hell of a match, and you know not, not even just that one, that's the whole night, but this match in particular with Theory versus JD Drake. I mean, you, you got the opportunity and you kicked in the door, man, let people know what you were about. So, yeah, shout out to those guys. I mean, they both killed it. I mean, it wasn't just a one-man show. I mean, both of those guys really showed up. And shout out to the dynasty, Austin Theory, the champ champ. Oh, shit. Here comes the second half. All righty. Who we got? Hello. Yellow. Yeah, that's me. Mr. Thunder, what's going on? Yo, I'm alive. Do, do we do we have our our guest with us? No, we don't have uh, Mr. Nielsen with us at the moment. He is currently um, in the transition of signing some new documents to help uh, Backstreet Boys to Men become a bigger success than what it already is. So, you know, you know, I'm sure he'll be calling me here in a minute or two. You know, returning my call so we can uh, 
get things underway, so to speak. All right. So, Tony, we got to know, That's did me. you watch uh, the Evolve 10th Anniversary special? And if so, what did you think? Oh, man, it was good, man. It was good to see uh, – it was good to see guys going out there and killing it, man. And, you know, me being a big fan of uh, A.R. Fox, man, seeing him come a long way from back when I used to ref, you know, to see him be on a WWE, you know, uh, network special is huge, you know. And then I heard, like, right after the show, he was helped tearing down the ring. So, you know, all the green kids that think they're too good to help down the ring, you know, A.R. Fox did it. So, And shout out to Congo Kong. Who um, I just saw this past Saturday in Decatur, Indiana. He was helped tearing down the ring as well. He wanted me to take a picture of it so he could uh, use it to tell these green kids that they messing up around here. Um, so yeah, shout out to Congo Kong, man. So we got to get your thoughts on it, just because that's what we were talking about before you called in. Um, obviously, you saw that we had a little bit of a wager with the boys from breaking down the ring with the Austin Theory and JD Drake match. Um, give us your thoughts on that match and uh, any thoughts you had. Man, uh, I mean, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, the the style of wrestling is a lot different, you know, on the indies and in uh, in certain promotions compared to WWE. So I know a lot of people saw that match and was just like, Oh my God, it was the greatest thing ever, you know? And uh, I agree that they, they killed it. You know, what more could you want? But if you expect them to have that same exact kind of match in WWE, I don't know what you're looking for. Uh, It's not going to happen. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that match 300 nights in a year. (laughs) (laughs) Of course not. You know, I mean, those Um, guys went for it. I said those guys really went for it. I mean, if they were going to do a match like that all the time, I mean, holy shit, there's no way either one of their bodies could hold up. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. Well, yeah, and I mean, I got a different taste of wrestling than most people. You know, like if you look at um, Extreme Rules, my favorite match on the card was personally, like my personal favorite match was Cesaro and Alistair, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank like, you. <laughs> that match was just all around fucking amazing. And Cesaro, it's just like the small things that makes me love Cesaro. Like, if you notice, every time Alistair kicked out, Cesaro would grab a limb. You know, if he kicked out and his arm was up, he grabbed his arm. Yeah. If he kicked up and, and his head was up, he grabbed a headlock. Like, Cesaro is just so good. You know, it's just ridiculous. Man, Cesaro, I, I can't remember exactly what the move was. But Cesaro ended up catching Aleister Black, and he was kind of off balance. Oh, when he tried to hit him with the uh, Meteora. Yes, yes, dude. I, I don't think people Pretty really good. realize it. Hunter, man. You know, <laughs> dude. You you have like that. It takes so much strength because he was off balance, and he, it could have been a disaster. But the fact that he was able to rebalance and then hold him up there, man, that that's a feat of strength yeah. that I don't think a lot so, of people really realize, man. I right when we went to that thing Mania weekend. This guy came in like probably I would say we were like we, I already knew <laughs> was it was there. coming so it's all good. But dude, like we had already finished our workout or whatever and then the next thing you know, he comes in doesn't stretch, doesn't fucking nothing. Just walks right in and they're him and Rollins are doing like a straight up one-on-one, you know, going at it and I'm like this motherfucker didn't even stretch or nothing and he's just tossing shit up down up down no nothing and I'm like dude, like how does your like, how do you not? You, you, have you have any of you guys ever heard the story about uh, Cesaro when he first came to America? No, but I feel like it's pretty going to sure. be pretty funny. Sure. So, okay, he 
went to a training school in Atlanta, right? So his flight got in, let's say his flight got in at like nine o'clock at night. Um, the school opens up at six. Cesaro goes, you know, lands in Atlanta. He literally walked from the airport to the school and just stood outside of this wrestling school until it opened up. Wow. Like, if you don't believe me, go on the WWE Network. That's a cheap plug. <laughs> and uh, it was one of the the animated stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the oh, thing with Mean Gene on it. Yeah. Story time. But I had heard the story before this. I'm like, dude, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life, man. He, he, he walked <laughs> from the airport to the wrestling school and just stood there <laughs> waiting for the school to open up. Like, yeah, man. I mean, that's dedication, man. When you love something that much, you do anything for it. Well, I had tweeted about that last <clears throat> night on Raw off of our page. Like, I just thought it was so cool that since you're going to do a proverbial quote-unquote top 10 for that match on Raw last night, for them to have Big E and Cesaro as a part of that, I just I, yeah. I really liked that you finally are seeing them, you know, given a little bit of a shine as some of the top guys in WWE because for the most part, I mean, Big E's been seen as a tag team guy because of the New Day and Cesaro. <laughs> you know, in the bar. So I don't know. I just thought it was cool to really see them on a singles deal. Man, is it just me or was that like Philly crowd just like not into it? Talk about extreme rule. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be honest. It, it was cause I was kind of bouncing around, you know, at the party. I, I was kind of like watching the matches and having conversations at the same time. So I really didn't get a chance to like, you know, pay attention to commentary or the crowd. So I had to go back and watch, but, um, it's like they it's like they they weren't sitting on their hands because there was moments where there was huge pops like the burn it down when they said oh burn it down it was like wow they're there but like during the matches like where are they you right. know hey uh Tony we at least that's how I felt Tony you haven't been on the show in a while man um I haven't it, it's been a minute man man that's because Randy hates me he don't want to get the Skype fixed. <laughs> And yeah, man, let's keep it real. Let's Uh-oh. Keep it real. Uh-oh, shit. He's unmuting it. I don't hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think our Skype upgrade uh, finally lets multi-caller happen. I don't know. Well, we'll have to test this theory once we're off the air. And so see if yeah, we can, and see if we can get Tony Thunder in here more regularly. Well, while we're waiting yeah, for Adam man. Nielsen to call in, uh, do any of you guys got any thoughts about Fight for the Fallen? Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna ask Tony. Like, what's his thoughts about the AEW stuff and Ring of Honor and uh, WWE? Uh, start off with AEW, man. What, what's your thoughts? Um, I think a lot of people are jumping the gun with it being competition for WWE. I mean, I'm not one of those guys that are like, "Oh hell no, it'll never be competition." You guys are crazy. But at the same time, I'm not one of those guys that's like, "Oh, WWE is about to die. You guys are gonna live through it." You know what I mean? So. I'm, I'm kind of somewhere in between where I feel like they could definitely be competition, but they're nowhere near a threat right now. Like, um, it, by any means of the word, you know. Um, dude, they, they, they as have, far as Ring of Honor goes, okay. man, I just say I, it, I, it's just sad how everybody's like looking at AEW and, and WWE and New Japan and TNA and just kind of leaving Ring of Honor. Up Ring of Honor's been now. fucking dope, bro. I'm and <clears throat> I'm not just saying this because Shane Taylor's been on the show a few times and is friend of the show and all that stuff, but dude, shout out to Shane Taylor for sure. And he's still holding that damn belt. 
And shout out to Kenny yeah. King, man. Kenny King is killing it right now. It, that's one of the yeah. ones I want to talk about. The stuff between him and Jay Lethal is gold. They just brought Maria Manic over there. She's going to tear shit up in the women's division. You brought, you know, the beautiful people over there and teamed them up with uh, Mandy Leon. You got uh, Kelly Leon. Klein. You've got, I shout mean. Out to, shout out to No Coast, by the way. Leonce Giovanni. You know, we man, that, that guy's come a long way, man. He's been killing it. <clears throat> Hopefully we can get him on the show soon, man. But yeah, shout out to No Coast. Hey, hey Tony, what do you know about uh Tasha Steels? I don't know much about Tasha Steels. Okay. she she I just saw her on the last episode of uh Ring of Honor. She was in a four way match. Um she's somebody I've been kinda, you know, watching on the indie scene, you know, just randomly. And uh I just wanted to see if you had heard anything about her, man. No, I, I, but I did hear, you know, that uh, this Saturday that, um, you know, I, I feel like Sean Tyler. Well, first of all, I want to say that uh, Sean Tyler, man, if you're listening, I know you listen sometimes with your little chain you swing around and your new your new friends with this little purse thing you're going through. Um, but I got to let. Yeah, I, I, but I got to let Sean Tyler know that this Saturday, man, I'm I'm going to kick you in the mouth, bro. Um Whoa, you guys going, going against down. each other? No, 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 no. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, I'm I'm sick and tired of people, especially in the northern Indiana area, let things slide that shouldn't be sliding anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of issues going out in that area that was a super no-no when I was coming up in this business. And guys are only getting away with it. They're getting awarded for it. So, you know, they're going to need Sean Tyler. They're going to need every lucha they can find. And if they can even find a space alien to come and stop me when they storm Area 51, they better find the best alien they can find to take me out because this Saturday I'm killing anybody that steps in my way, plain and simple. Well, 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 where's this going to happen at, man? Where can we we see this? This is happening in UWF in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, Death Threat Army will be there. Um, Shout out. Renee Dupree will be there. Ricky Reyes will be there. Uh, Sean Tyler will be there, and his face will be hitting my foot. You know. Hey, ask Ricky Reyes how. Co- <laughs> ask Ricky Reyes how come he never got back to us when he hit us up to come on the show. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. Yeah, man, Ricky Reyes, man. You know what's funny is that he's in the Rat Pack now, which is funny. So what? The- yeah, really? Yeah, are we, Ricky, are we Ricky thinking? Reyes is in the Rat Pack. Are we thinking the same dude from the Lucha, Lucha Underground? Underground. Yeah, yeah, then that That's is the Ricky same Reyes. guy we're talking about. Part of the Rat Pack. No shit. All right. How, my how the tables have turned. <laughs> hey, uh, Tony. Um, That's me. <laughs> do we want to? Yo, somebody keeps texting my phone, and if you're listening to the podcast, could you please fucking stop? All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, I'm sorry. I can't I can't see who it is right now. I just keep hearing, doo, 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 and it's pissing me off. So if you're listening, please fucking stop. Thank you. So we got... I just wanted to say something off of what you were saying on your thoughts to AEW. Okay. I completely and 100% agree in this sense. I think AEW's definitely created a buzz and that's hard to deny in any shape, form, or fashion. But if there's anything that its first three shows have shown us, like Fighter Fest, I'm sorry, but the Jerbaley match fucking sucked. Sorry. But, uh,. That, you know, in that show or in, you know, Fight for the Fallen. I mean, there's little things that they're still working out. So I to say that they're a number two right now, I don't know. I definitely think that there's a good chance that they could be 
you know, when they go to TNT, if they work out all the bugs and all that kind of shit. But I mean, they have not done one television show yet, so there's not even really a competition yet. So, well, exactly. That, that's, October is when we finally see uh, what this company's really about. Double or Nothing was a great, you know, launch. Uh, Fighter Fest and uh, um, I even heard they got a video game in the works. Like, they I don't do. Know how true that is? I it's, heard. I've heard all of them say that. Not only Kenny, Cody, the Bucks, all of them. But the, these wow. all these matches are they. I mean, there's a little bit of storyline in them, but it's not much. We we won't know what this company really is until October when they launch on, I think Wednesday is on TNT. A weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. and again, that's not to say that they're not, like, we're, we're fans of them. Hell, we're supposed to be at StarCast, you know, I mean. And all out. Exactly. So, I mean, we're big fans of AEW, but at the same time, I'm just saying, you see all these people that as soon as they came out, holy shit, AEW's taking over. Well, hold, pump. Pump. It's just gonna die. You know, like pump your brakes, okay? Yeah, I mean, but I will say that I will say this: you got to say WWE is taking notice. Oh, sure, because that's they, undeniable. Because they they realize, okay, these guys are on cable television coming up in October. We're going to be on broadcast TV. We're going to have to step up our game. There, the resign. It's, it's been a lot of money to keep people on their roster. They bringing in Eric Bischoff and, like uh, to, and uh, Paul Heyman. So they're they're doing. They realize, hey. We're going to have to step our game up, too. And that, that's all I wanted was everybody to step their game up. See, it's going to its gonna have to be a point where, like, maybe this is all just too much hype. I hope AEW does good. I really do because the WWE works better under pressure when they feel like they're losing either money, fans, or whatever. Whenever they feel like they're losing, they step their game up in the program – and material gets, in, in in my opinion, in aspect, a lot better. Now, at the same time, um, we thought the same thing when TNA first had Hogan join them, and it was this huge deal. And, oh, TNA finally going to compete with WWE. The Monday Night Wars is back. Hulk Hogan's going to take over, and people are going to love it. And the first episode hit like what a million views or something like that, and yep. it was real close to Raw, and everybody was like, "Yes, wrestling is back." And then the next week, they didn't even hit a million. Yes, and see, the but WWE would you was still hitting two, three million? Like, but my question is, would you say that it's? I mean, I feel like it's different only in the sense that I feel like TNA by the time Hogan got there, even I feel like there was kind of like this. Stench, TNA still had a, a lot of the WWE's biggest guys there with them at the time. You know, Kyle, I, I disagree with you, man. I felt like TNA at that point, before Hogan got there, that that's when they were like getting to their best. I think bringing yeah, in the Hulk, sure. bringing in Hogan, uh, oh, Russo. Like, I'm not saying that that Bishop. wasn't their highest point, but I'm just saying I feel like they were still even always looked at as like the small little. Well, yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, is that. I don't think there was a stench at that point. There was a buzz about TNA because I remember okay. at that point I stopped. Yeah, I, they I dropped stopped. the video game during that time. Yeah, yeah, I kind of stopped they watching had WWE. major weekly TV at that time. Like all yeah, the same hype fair. that AEW was getting, TNA had at that that's time. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I kind of stopped watching WWE at that point and started watching more TNA. But it's when Hogan and and Russo and and Bischoff got in there. And basically made it this, you know, all the old guys coming in to, you know, take over and, and basically stop pushing these young guys that we wanted to see your Samoa Joes, your AJ Styles, your Christopher Daniels, your Ryder Strongs, all these guys. 
that's when I, I checked out because I'm like, dude, I've seen this story before. So as long as I think if AEW, you know, sticks with what they do best and don't try to be WWE light, they'll they'll be they'll be okay. So then what was your favorite part of Fight for the Fallen then? Like what what specifically did you like out of the show? Um Dude, I, I love the Lucha Bros, man. Dude, they're, <laughs> they're the shit. Bro. Wait, dude, the Lucha Bros theme song is one of the best theme songs out right now, man. Again, I can't argue that. I like, love it. I love the Lucha and the Bros. way how they throw it with the extra mask over top. I, I, the whole thing's been dope. I think the ladder match that they're going to do now with the Young Bucks at all out is going to be insane. Definitely. And one other thing, I'm definitely looking forward to. I'm a big Awesome Kong fan, and I've always wanted to see her go up against Aja Kong, and they had their little face off. So I'm assuming that's going to be a match at All Out. So basically, I have to go to All Out now to see Awesome Kong versus Aja Kong. Well, Jared Colby just told us that he was at Fight for the Fallen, ring the bell. Bam. And that he said it was a great show, I guess. And they got they got production issues they got they got to figure out, but they they got they got time. They, I like that arena though. Yeah, the, the music the music was weird. That's one of the first things I noticed. The music was weird. Um, there was like dead spots in the show. That that broadcast team they're gonna have to I, figure oh out my the, gosh. that dynamic. That was what's, what I what's, was, that, what's that guy Alex Marvez? Alex Marvez, dude. Dude, it, it, it was I'm, points during the show where you could tell like Jr. and Excalibur were kind of getting annoyed. <laughs> well, dude, some of the stuff he was saying it just didn't make. It like it made no sense because you're just like what the fu- like what who, who, the fuck does that got to do with anything? <laughs> Who's the guy from Fighter Fest that was doing the broadcast? Uh, was his name Golden Boy? Uh, I forgot that, the guy's name, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad, man. I'm they, they got some things to figure out. So that would be my critique for the show is that I just I didn't like that on the commentary. I think uh, Jr. and Excalibur are good together, but all in all, like I they need Vampiro there. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. I, not bad dude, I, I mean, you know, if they could hold on, wait, I tell, I give you this: if they could somehow reunite Jr. and King for their weekly show, automatic fucking spike in ratings, in my opinion. Oh yeah, for sure. I think so. I don't think like, that's if even if argument. You're, if you're turning the TV and you don't know what AEW is, and you flipping through channels or whatever, and you hear those two iconic voices calling the match, you're gonna stop. Hey, hey, hey. I got one for you. Taz, Taz isn't signed to anybody. Oh, f- you know what, Devin? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> no. Are you really a fan of Taz's commentary? Oh, SmackDown Taz? Taz? Like, Taz has his own segment on Botchamania, and it's 2019. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Taz still has his own segments on Botchamania of how horrible he was on commentary. What's wrong with Taz, man? Taz. I didn't mind Taz so much, so I can't say nothing. Bro, go back. Just go back and watch the Botchamanias. And he even has his own special where JR's like, it's Taz. And then you watch, like, Taz call a match horribly. And it's just bad moments and bad things he says that's just kind of like, what did he just say? So All right. let's no, no ask. Love. Okay. So let's ask. JBL this. was better than Taz on commentary. I like JBL on t- commentary though. So again, yeah, I'm cool with it. But with Fight for the Fallen, I so my thing is I've liked most everything that Cody's done since he left WWE, and that's before the Ring of Honor stuff happened. All that. But uh, what do you think about the way that they're? Granted, they still got to do the tag team tournament, all that kind of stuff. Um. I personally liked the whole thing with the Cody and Dustin thing, as we mentioned after Double or Nothing. 
I mean, I thought that was some of the best, you know, storytelling I've seen in a match in a while. Five star, five star. I mean, I'm not doing that star bullshit. But uh, anyway, I thought it was great. What are your thoughts on what they're doing with Cody and Dustin? And uh, do you see, you know, you mentioned the JR and King thing. I mean, I don't think they let King go for nothing now. Oh, WWE's not letting anybody go. <laughs> you know, like, I hate I hate the dirt sheets, but I have seen it buzzing around that Finn is talking about he wants to leave or whatever. Yeah, he just asked for some time off. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that earlier today. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked by it. I mean, uh same guy uh Jared Colby said he thinks that Cody has a very NWO Hollywood Hogan feel to him. I can see that. I can see that. I can't wait. What what does he mean by that? You know, the the whole, you know, walking out with the wrestler belt thing and um Kind of like just the fact that he's doing like the whole takeover thing, like Hogan did when NW yeah kind of NWO came out, kind of booking himself in some of the bigger matches, yeah, something like that. Uh, I mean, I I'm not, I'm not I saying it's like I a carbon copy. I, I think mean, he like, means me, more in me, like the if, cool if sense. Any, if anybody would be the Hogan of the NWO, that would completely make the Monday Night Wars a real, actual thing, would be John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> if John, no, seriously, if John Cena went to AEW, that would spark the Monday Night Wars or whatever the whatever they want to call it this time. John Cena becoming the uh, AEW guy or going is going to take millions, and I literally mean millions of fans on their product that did not know it even existed. Right. So you got the millions of fans that they already got. Plus a million John Cena fans on top of that. That is it's virtually the same thing that Hogan did to make WCW like, oh my God. You know what I mean? It's just it's just one of those things and, and they could even do a story where it's like Cena joins the elite. Now that's Hogan joining the NWO. What what more could you ask for if you really wanted that, that war to start? All right, we're running short on time, but Tony, a question I got to ask you is, do you... Oh, wait, wait, wait one, one second. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, one second. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Just give me one second. Hold on. Okay. What up, Brandon? Oh, shit. Why did not let me join in? What? Are we, are we good? <laughs> we already know where this is going. Yeah, we know. We're just going to kill a little times. So, yeah, I was... Uh... Hello? 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 Are you there? Yeah, um... Yeah, unfortunately, Adam Nielsen had Amanda Bobby Cooper on three-way with him, and we just don't have enough time for him this week. So I just want to apologize to all the Amanda Bobby Cooper and Adam Nielsen fans that were expecting them this week on the show. <laughs> and side note, shout out to Amanda Bobby Cooper for signing the fight for Lights Out in Grand Rapids. I think that's what. All right, September. Amanda Bobby Cooper. Yeah, see, you could have you could have been in studio. You, we gonna have Amanda Bobby Cooper in studio for you know an interview. You know, right, we'll have enough time for it next time and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know. So, so Tony, here's a question, man. Do you do you want to make the announcement about next week, or do you want to hold off on that? Is that not confirmed? That's actually, that's actually this Saturday. Huh? Yeah, I thought it was next Saturday, but it's actually this Saturday. And I kind of already hinted towards it and said it. If y'all want to pay attention, go back and rewind. But yeah, I, I've said it already. Oh, oh, wait. You talking about, okay. I'm talking oh, about, my bad. I'm talking about the show for My next, bad. Huh? Yeah, I'm talking about next next Tuesday's show. 
can we make yeah, that okay. announcement? Is that confirmed, or do we got to wait on that? I kind of already told him myself, but he confirmed it. Um, I don't know how well his confirmation is, but he himself confirmed it. So, ladies and gentlemen, next week, we're bringing you the Wolfie Wolf himself, the insane, crazy, loving, special wolf that he is. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, next week, we bring to you... Marty Janetti. Yes, sir. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this show is going to hell before we even started it. Marty freaking Janetti. Marty Janetti, y'all. <laughs> he, loves him, he loves him some black women. <laughs> well, and so, that, I, I guess you didn't see that message chain, man. I, I saw it, but I didn't know if it was, was a like, joke or not. I'm like, TJ Wolfie Wolf. I'm like, why does that sound oddly familiar, man? <laughs> <laughs> Marty Janetti, we're going to talk about fucking rock and roll, cocaine, ditches. I'm sorry, he likes to call them ladies of the night. Oh, um, you know, that's going to be one of the most fun interviews it, that I, man. Is there, is there anything that's off limits? So far, he hasn't told me that anything's off limits. Uh, I personally wouldn't ask him about his daughter, but if y'all want to. I'm not asking I, shit I, about that. <laughs> I mean, I think we're a little bit more professional than that, right, guys? I mean, I just said it right now on this episode, but I wouldn't ask him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll be professional. We'll I, at least I will be. Yeah, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> I'm gonna ask him about his daughter. <laughs> With that being said, do we got anything else that we got to throw out? <laughs> Shout out to everybody that came out to Buffalo Wild Wings this past Sunday. Checked out Extreme Rules with us, man. Uh, shout out to Austin Theory for getting me some free chicken wings. Yes, sir. All right. Chicken. Yo, la- uh, this past Sunday was my granny's birthday, so happy birthday to happy Granny Thunder. Birthday. Shout out to Granny Thunder. Yo, uh, also, I'm Tony Thunder everywhere. Fuck your couch. I beat Kyle to it. <laughs> oh, Jeff Jeff Bunny said it's October 5th. I'm not sure if he's talking about the Heroes and Legends show. That's going to be my guess. But well, Wait, say that again? Uh, Jeff Bundy, he, he uh, the referee from... Um, the first half of the show. Yeah, first half of the ball. show. He said it's October 5th. I think he's talking about the Heroes and Legends show, I think. Oh, that, that's uh, Jason Maple show out here near me in uh, Indiana somewhere. Yeah, he, he's going to be uh, reffing that show. Nice. So, yeah, we'll we'll confirm that and uh, get that, <laughs> <laughs> that information out there. We might have to make it down for that, man. That might. It sounds like it's going to be That'll ready. That'll be dope, man. Now, if y'all make it down here for Heroes and Legends, y'all got to make it down here to see Tony Thunder. Y'all got me fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we, I don't care if Sting and Ric Flair is here. If y'all can't drive out here to see Tony Thunder, y'all can't drive out here to see I was about Sting to, I was about without to, me being there. I was just about to ask you, when is the show and where is the show? Man, if y'all can come out here to get this Saturday, man, y'all might see a surprise. I mean, you might see me kick Sean Tyler in the teeth. You might see me kick a lion in the teeth, a tiger, a bear. Oh, my. You might see me kick an alien in the mouth. You never know. Was that a Movado reference? What are you talking about? Movado's an alien from Planet Detroit. Oh, Josh Movado's a cool alien, though. I mean, you know, he's a friend of the show. He definitely is. But, you know, you said it's going to be South Bend? Yeah, I want to double check, but I'm going to say South Bend. You know what? As a matter of fact, I'm unprofessional. Um, I'm not ready for this myself, okay? So So let it be known that Tony Thunder didn't have his shit together. 
and I'm going to look for it right now because, boom, there it is in my face. Speaking of Josh Movado, he just liked a post that has something to say about it, so he's going to be there. And we're going to be in Buchanan, Michigan, not Indiana. Buchanan, Michigan? Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's yeah, over by the, uh, your wrist bone. Over by your wrist <laughs> All right, put that in your Google machines, people. <laughs> Go to Make Buchanan sure you're Michigan. checking us out, subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube. Go to ko3cpod.com. The shit's everywhere. You yes. guys need to su- subscribe, leave us some ratings. Tell motherfuckers about us. And make sure you guys come out August 11th for the, su- I'm about to say Super Slam, the Summer Slam party <laughs> at Buffalo Wild Wings, downtown Detroit. We're going to be on the second level this time. We're going to be giving away all kinds of prizes. And, and there uh, might be a new championship. And we got a Super Slam coming up. That BCWA. Oh, damn so, right. Damn right. That's what, August 20th? Fourth, I think. Tony, you know the date on the BCWA? Fourth or seventh. One of those days. We'll be more prepared next time. But Yes, we will. Buchanan, Michigan is located off of US 31, north of South Bend, Indiana. Nearby cities include Niles and Berrien Springs. So it's just north of South Bend, Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh at me. (laughs) Thank you, Randy, for going. Randy said that, like, such a, like. (laughs) Randy said that, like, he was getting paid to do broadcasting voiceovers for commercials. Buchanan, Michigan is located in. <laughs> Buchanan, Michigan is located right next to South Bend, Indiana. You can also find Palm Spring. <laughs> Whatever he said. But it, it sounded good. It's also near Niles, and I forgot the other one. But come on out for that show, man. We, <laughs> Tony, I'm, I might try to make it out for that one, man. So all KO3C Pie fans, make sure if you want to show some love, Tony Thunder, come check him out this Saturday. And with all that being said. And Buchanan, Michigan. <laughs> Buchanan. With all that being said, until next time. Cow. Fuck your cows? Too late. He already ruined it. All right. Well, peace. <laughs> I don't get to send it back out three cows in the beginning. So, and, and hopefully Randy fixed Skype so I can be a part of the show as Lord intended. All right. Wait, are we off? No. Oh, till next time. <laughs> peace. Peace. <laughs>